Welcome back to the Spook House. I'm joined yet again by my friend Doug. Say what's hello, up. Hello, hello, what's going on, people? You're in for a wild ride today. Big, big day here at the Spook House. Uh, this has been a long time coming. There's a lot of hype on the new Scream. Uh, man, I don't even know where to, to start. But first, I got to ask you real quick. Doug is uh, recording this at his work at the the Paramount Theater? That's correct. Even though there's like 20 Paramounts in America, yeah. this is one of them. How Not old is that theater? Uh, we're in here since end of 2011. Now, you're there by yourself right now. Have you ever experienced any haunted type of shit? Personally, I haven't, but there's this uh, this room called the Founder's Room. It's like a members-only club, and it has like a bunch of speakeasies in it, like Scooby-Doo revolving bookcases and everything. There's Whoa. a young Frankenstein room with like an old-school TV that plays the movie on there. And there's some freaky shit that apparently has happened in there with like ghost sightings and stuff. I haven't personally seen it myself, but it happens. Hmm. That's cool. It's a very old building. What's the next big show you got coming up? <laughs> uh, I have to think about that. Uh, Is it an I evening with this- Garth Brooks? We got we got Garthy Bear coming here. <laughs> he's doing his one stop suburban shop tour. He's gonna have he's gonna have all the pedophiles ready to go. Now, do you have to go out and find murder victims for him, or does he have a personal assistant that does that? That would that would be you. Oh, really? <laughs> Try to blow your fucking cover over here. <laughs> Oh, Garth. Um, Garth was not the killer in Scream, unfortunately. <laughs> that would have been an awesome twist. Hey, you know what? Um, if I'm sure if you're listening to this, maybe you heard our Scream trailer review where we gave our predictions for the movie. Some of our predictions kind of came true. I actually don't remember what we both talked about. <laughs> remember when we were saying how wouldn't it be crazy if The Rock was Ghostface? You know, I didn't know you were going to go right into that. I wanted to allude to it, but yeah, actually, yeah, that one came super true. If they had that like fake trailer in the movie, it wasn't The Rock, but (laughs) they were so close to saying, yeah, The Rock is Ghostface. And I would have been like, oh my God. Like they, they, they just know what we want. It's like they're in our heads. Yeah. Like the, they had the sleeveless Ghostface with the, the chrome mask, you know? (laughs) There's this movie, which I I think I saw in like 2008, called Laid to Rest. Okay. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it's like uh, the villain is called like Chrome Skull. It's a very like metal, edgy horror movie. And the villain's called Chrome Skull, and he has like a fucking chrome mask. It's pretty dope. The movie's not that great, but the mask is really cool. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, when that image leaked online, people were like, is Ghostface going to have a chrome mask? What the what's going on? That's why I avoid um, all that kind of shit. I mean, I watched your trailer once and I was like, OK, I'm good. That's all that's I need it, to see. That's all you need. The final yeah. trailer, the Super Bowl trailer, the commercial spot, number one, two and three trailer. It's just like enough, especially for like true fans. Mm-hmm. You, only, is, you only need to really see it. The marketing is basically, I think, for more geared towards like the casual fan. Because yeah. if you say a new Scream movie's coming out, diehard fans are going to fucking see it. Like, we're not really, like, it's cool to see him back in action, but, like, 
I would totally rather have it be a complete surprise rather than, you know, get all the glimpses of possibly, you know, big reveals in the trailer, like hints of it. I agree. I agree. The trailer was really good, though. It honestly didn't show anything, like, too big. Yeah. Now that we've both seen the movie. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of, we've both seen the movie. Now, here's how I want to do this. There's a lot to to take in because man, they just throw so much at you. And side note, I would hate to be the writer of this movie because you just have so much material and it's like, well, it's like, what do you pay attention to? How much screen time does this character get? And that, and the OGs mixed with the new people. It's just a lot of information. So we can kind of compartmentalize it Break it down with the good, the neutral, and the bad. <laughs> Can't now, wait to see your take on that stuff. Oh, man. So yeah, I, I already texted a little bit about it. But. Well, look, disclaimer, you can... I like this movie. I do like it. However, there are some problems with it. And it's okay to, to talk about those problems. And, Absolutely. You know, people get really really fucking uptight about this movie i i've just from what i've seen online people are like if you criticize it a little bit they're like oh you don't get it blah 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 it's like uh but it's okay for no movie like or very few movies are considered perfect yeah. and with horror movies there's always that like again it speaks to like the toxic fandom that they were talking about in the movie which i think personally i thought that was like a brilliant direction to take it in because that's where we are now as a society. If you don't like something or if you criticize something, even just a tiny bit, you're a piece of shit and you actually hate the movie. It's like you could like something, but also have also notify, uh, like notice its flaws. Sure. Like, we talk about. like you could love a movie. There's plenty of movies, especially the horror movies that we all love, which I think we talked about like in every single podcast that we did. <laughs> that like we love these like notably horrible movies, but it's just something that we love about it. It's all, you know, at the end of the day, it's most mostly subjective, but it's fun to hear the critiques from them. Yeah. Well, I was telling you that I love Halloween, but I I find there's a little nits to pick in that movie as well. It's not in perfect. The, you said in the original. Yeah. In the original Halloween. Oh, my God. I said it. It's not a perfect movie. There is some shit acting and some not great stuff in that movie. I mean, I, I fucking love that movie as it is, but... Yeah. But do Anyways. you love horror movies for the acting? I mean, they have uh, to be able to sell it. Well, they have to yeah, be able to sell uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, we don't want to get to uh, Melissa Barrera just yet. Just <laughs> pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't want to jump to the bad parts yet. You're you're All getting right, ahead of <laughs> We're just we're just going with the flow here. But yeah, you really. Uh, oh man! You texted me the other day. I was like, ooh. That hurt. That hurt a little bit. Mm, boy, that monologue about those diaries. Sheesh. <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> Dude, when I saw that in the theater, I, I actually said, I was like, oh, no. Ooh. Ew, this is bad. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little, not cringy, I wouldn't say, but a little, a lot of exposition and self-indulgence Ooh. kind of thing. But like, yeah. I don't know. It made sense to me. Yeah. She was like, 
and I found the diary. No, let me finish. I have to tell you what it said. And I, I, do you know who my father was? No, let me finish. I have to say this. I'm like, well, what are we doing? You're probably like fucking punching yourself in the knee. <laughs> I mean, I didn't let it take me out of the movie. I was like, whoa, a little shaky here. Okay, okay, we're good. We're good. Let's get past this. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of like the evil dies tonight stuff. I'm like, oh, that was bad, but you know what? I'm still in it. I'm, I'm having at fun. Least you, at least you said more than fucking three words every five seconds. Yeah, and you know what? Oh God, we're not even going to talk about Halloween Kills. We're, you bring it up every fucking time. You brought it up first. I know. What am I doing? <laughs> All right, back back on the track. Okay. All right. Let's get to the good stuff. Uh, we'll we'll start at the beginning. The intro. Good phone call scene, uh, kind of oh. reminiscent of the first scream in that Ghostface calls and it, it's just a normal conversation for a little while. It ramps up to the, you know, the scary stuff, which they haven't, to my knowledge, I, they really haven't done like that since the original. So that was cool. Yeah, thought, it's been more in the sequels. It leaned a little bit more towards like the comedy and mm. how like wacky things can get, especially mm. with like Scream 3, even though Scream 3 was my second favorite until I saw this movie. Scream 3 is great, man. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just so ridiculous. You just love the soundtrack. You just I love Creed. Fucking what if? <laughs> what if? <laughs> we, need, we need Scott Stapp should have been Ghostface. Oh, no. Now, there's a twist. Scott Stapp and Garth Brooks, the duo. Top five people you want to see is Ghostface. Oh, man. Garth Brooks, Scott Stapp, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> but um, no, this, the phone call was great. And how they brought it, again, Scream has always done so well with uh, the social commentary. And it's not 1996 anymore. It's not 2002. It's not, it's, we're in a different era now. And the, the cool thing about it that they mentioned all these newer classic horror movies and the elevated horror. It was cool to see them like bring it into the scream world. Cause they're in our world, but like not really. Yeah. I, I figured they would mention that. Cause it's like, what else is there to say about the current state of the horror genre? I mean, other than the elevated horror stuff. I mean, the whole stuff with the, like the new Randy, uh, Mindy, I think that's her character name. It might be her real name. I think it's Mindy. Uh, you might be right. There's so many characters. I'm, I'm bad at like remembering character names. So uh, I might be like, uh, yeah, uh, fuck face. What was his name? Yeah. <laughs> I don't fuck know. Face with the big hair. <laughs> hey, this fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking character over here talking about garlic and knives. <laughs> this is how you cut the fucking garlic. But no, she was great. The, the new Randy where she like explained the recall stuff. I thought it was great. I, I thought it was Again, it was like more of the same, like how they explained the rules in the original screen, but they just brought it up to another level about what's going on now because things are so radically different. And I don't know, the cat, she was, she, I think she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I thought that, um, yeah, she was really good. Jasmine Brown. Yes. Is her name. Um, yeah, she, well, anybody should have been the lead over, uh, <laughs> Sam Carpenter, uh, <laughs> Melissa Barrera, anybody. I mean, I like the entire cast except her. Um, Jenna Ortega kills it. I thought she was 
very believable. Oh yeah, showed. she really sold it. Like the pain that she was going through when she was in the wheelchair, like rolling around. Like you felt every time she just went an inch with that wheelchair. She was her her facial expressions were just spot on. Yeah, well, kind of bringing it back to the phone call. Like she was really good in all of that. Her uh, emotional distress, if you will. Yeah, she sold it, and she would. You know, it's hard to live up to the first uh, to the first intro that we were introduced with in Scream, the original. And mm-hmm. I, I think it. I think it, the whole scene held its own. It was. It was scary. Uh, there was a lot more like meat to the dialogue. You know what it could have used though? A good chase. It was yeah. all contained in the kitchen. It was like just. Run up the fucking stairs, climb out a window, get on the tire swing, fucking <laughs> swim across the pool. I don't know. I mean, she was like 12 years old. There's probably a tire swing. How old was she in this movie? I, don't, I They must have been in high school. So I'm going to guess like 17, maybe. She looked like she was a fetus. <laughs> like, I'm like, holy shit. This face is going like real hot. Like she, uh, she like snapped her ankle in half. Yeah, that was a yeah, that was a pretty brutal stomp there, and it, and it makes sense to the you know people where I saw some complaints about you know Ghostface not actually like killing a lot of people, just like hurting them. It makes sense why they wanted to keep her alive. Well, I don't think it was for lack of trying because you did see the the police lights. Yeah, so maybe he didn't have time to, or she have time to finish. (laughs) I roll. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, no, well, it was definitely um, Jack Quaid in this because he calls her and shows Amber on uh, FaceTime or whatever. Yes, yes. Unless it was a recorded uh, video, I, I couldn't tell. Yeah. Well, so yeah, good good opening overall. The only opening I think where the opening scene doesn't end in a death. Yeah, you're right because Cotton yeah. dies in three. Our four, boy Cotton. Poor poor Cotton Weary. Yeah, <laughs> just trying to host a fucking TV show like Jerry Springer style, and then you just get that dude. That intro is so good. I watched it the other day again just to refresh my memory. I want a 100% cotton shirt. If uh, there has to be, it has to be out there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> See if anybody gets it. One of these, uh, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's really supporting cotton weary like that. Yeah. I did tell you there's that, uh, I forgot the, the shop that has it, but they have like a bomber jacket. That's like the top story jacket that Gail Weather. Oh, that's cool. Fire looks so fire. Nice. Probably like two hundred something dollars, but still awesome. Probably, and maybe two people would ever get it. You know, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Again, I don't know who's out here repping Gale Weathers like that or Top Story. Yeah. Other positives: good cinematography right off the bat. I mean, compared to Scream Four, anything is good. Um, man, that movie looks like shit. The, it, it was pretty like the. I don't know if it was like them color grading it wrong or just not putting any color grade on it, but it just looked stiff. So before 
um, I saw the the new movie. They had like this ten minute featurette with like interviews and uh, clips from the the past Scream movies. And when they got to Scream Four, and I saw it like on the big screen, I was like, "Wow, that looks like epic shit!" <laughs> like everything has a nice glow to it. It's yeah, blown when you out compared to the other movies. It just looks like um, kind of looks like almost like a fantasy. Yeah, like it's not even in the scream, uh, like the scream world. Was Wes drunk when he made that decision? What the, like, what was that about? Might have had like the first or second AD try his hand at directing, possibly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, good cinematography overall. Some really unique shots, I thought, and um, at the the third act of the movie when they're at the Stu Mocker house. The way they did a lot of the kind of off off center tilted camera angles, they did that a lot in the first one, and that was a subtle subtle nod to the original. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was honestly filmed as if it seemed like Wes Craven directed this from the grave with like those shots where they were twisting and stuff like that, and then you have like those just long shots. Not too many cuts, you know. It kind of looked like kind of Birdman esque with like the one shot, especially when uh, the character of Wes is in the kitchen and they're kind of faking you out with the jump scares. It kind of uh-huh. just like one sweeping motion, and it felt it just felt like you were uh, you were with the character, which is what Wes Craven did so beautifully and masterfully. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, speaking of that scene, I think that was my favorite sequence. Yeah. Uh, Wes Hicks and uh, old old Trudy is it Judy. Judy, <laughs> Trudy, <laughs> Deputy Judy. They are in Ohio, I think. So uh, Trudy would probably be a name that someone in Ohio. Would <laughs> okay. Her and her fucking lemon squares. <laughs> he loves them lemon squares. But yeah, I think that was my favorite sequence of the movie. That had the most suspense, and uh, she was the most expendable character. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, At least of the core cast, if we're going to go back to the legacy. I wouldn't consider her a legacy character. I don't know about that because she's in one movie, but she was a main character in four. Yeah. Yeah. Great death with uh, our boy Wes Hicks. And the, just the ultra meta-ness of him being Wes, them celebrating. Uh, like the party for him, I guess, in memoriam. They had the four Wes. Yeah. For him and for Wes Craven. It was just, it, that was so cool to see. I thought it was for uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> the, death of, the death of him is Blade and Marshall Ali taking over. Because you're such a big Marvel fan, you know that oh. Marshall Ali is going to be Blade. So no more. Oh, that. wow. New Marvel movie, huh? Fuck you. I don't even want to talk about it. We're not talking about Halloween kills. Well, We're let me ask you let here. me ask you this. Out of the 38 new Marvel movies that's coming out this year, which one are you most hyped about? Uh, I'm most excited to see Garth Brooks returning as Iron Man <laughs> and taking over the mantle. <laughs> Iron Garth, it's called. I like that. <laughs> I, li- I like that thought. Oh, man. Speaking of, sorry to go off on this tangent, guys. No, go for it. The I don't know if you I meant to text you this, but I forgot. The new two bears, one cave. Bert is clearly delusional. Uh, <laughs> like more delusional than ever. 
Uh, yeah, Bert. Bert, he's got some issues, man. He, uh, yeah, I don't know what what was it about. Like, what was he? Uh, him just going off on a tangent as coming out as fat. And oh yeah, yeah. Now when he goes goes into that, his it's just watching someone like kind of downward spiral. Yeah, it's kind of kind of fucked up when you think about it. But great yeah. podcast, yeah. It's pure entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, where were we? Uh, Morbius, right? That's Morbius. that's the one you're stuck. Yeah, you know <laughs> well, I forgot what movie it was. It was the last movie before Scream that I saw. Um, it was like Eternals trailer, then Morbius, then Spider Man. I'm like, what the fuck? It, how many of these goddamn things are there? The train's gonna keep going, baby. You know why? I, it's, I bet. it's brilliant writing, brilliant well, stories. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I did hear a, a fun statistic that Marvel movies brought in like thirty percent of all box office last year. They're they're so. single handedly saving the movie industry or the theater experience. Because, and also, by the way, let's also mention that. Scream is number one this weekend, thirty six point four million, I believe. I saw a dethroned Spider Man. Nice. So that's something. Hey, there you go, man. I tell you, the I, I can't believe that the ninth reboot of Spider Man got knocked out by Scream. That's crazy. it was an original fucking story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> how many fucking Spider Mans have there been? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Uh, okay, we won't we won't get into it, but. We have to do this on another one, another episode. Yeah. Okay, other good moments. Um, to talk more about the cast, I really like Jack Quaid. I mean, I, I kind of hated that he was a killer because, you know, I really liked him. They could have brought him back in the sequel. But it was cool to watch Jack Quaid do something they could have. Um, he doesn't really get, like, gritty roles like that. Even in The Boys... He's kind of like this innocent, sheepish type of character. When he like flipped the switch in the third act of this movie, it was like, all right, okay. Like he really plays crazy and psychotic pretty damn good. And uh, also, I don't know what your thoughts on Amber is, but I think she was also a great, a great accomplice. I know what you think about <laughs> the one thing. <laughs> uh, yes, pound teenager. Oh, man. Hey, well, you know what? Let's save that one. We'll keep talking about Jack for now. Uh, but yeah, he was, when he turned the corner, he was definitely believable. He had some very funny moments. I really liked the moment with him and uh, Jasmine Brown, the new Randy, when he was like, I'll be right back. And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that was a good moment. Also, so. um, every scene where they kind of referenced, uh, like who the killer, like who the possibility of the killer is. It was always that like, I don't know, the, the, the tension that the characters had were great because everyone was kind of on edge, not really knowing who's the killer and who they should be afraid of and whatnot. And um, like when Amber and Mindy went down to the basement and you kind of almost believe for a second that Mindy was going to be the killer, but then she was like, oh no, I'm just kidding. Give it a test. Yeah, That was great. And uh, I don't know, I thought, I thought Jack Quaid was pretty believable as an innocent, as, as the innocent person who's not the killer. 
Yeah. Yeah. More of the cast. We got Chad. He was good. I mean, it's pretty good. You know. Oh, yes, yes. Um, the jock character. Football guy. His yes, death yes, was... He Wait, he didn't die, right? No, he oh. lived. Oh, okay. So did Mindy, because he was in the back of the... Uh, when Mindy was getting taken out, I think... Or no, I think it was um, Tara. When she was getting taken out of Stu's house, he was in the back of the ambulance giving the thumbs up. Okay, I must have missed that. But his uh, his almost death was really cool. The way they shot that, it was clearly a homage to Casey Becker. You know, like yes. the, the chase and the running up behind him. So. And and that scene was filmed great, and the lighting in it was also great. Yeah, and the, yeah. Uh, it was pretty. Uh, Ghostface was really brutal in this movie. Uh, I think just because there are uh, they're not as like the once the killers are revealed, they have a lot of energy. They're younger people, you know, they don't really know anatomy that well. So they're probably, they probably think they're killing them, but they don't know what they're, what they're mm. stabbing. Like when he get when, uh, Chad, that's his name. Yeah. Chad. <laughs> he gets like, yeah, of course <laughs> he gets stabbed like in the gut, probably didn't hit any major arteries, which is why he survived. Hmm. Yeah. Good point. Um, I, I can't believe they wasted, uh, I forgot his name. He was like Stu's nephew or something, a clear red herring. He gets in the little scuffle with Chad at the bar. You know what I'm talking about? The guy in the muscle car gets killed in the parking lot? Yes, yes. Um, and he was um, Kyle Gallner. He, was, he is like a known actor, which is surprising why he was only used for two and a half minutes. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. He was uh, in the shitty Nightmare on, Nightmare on Elm Street remake, yep. uh, Haunting in Connecticut, Red State. He was in a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they could have used him a bit more in the movie um, just to kind of throw in, throw, throw everybody off the chase a little more. Yeah, and I, I will say one, just straying away from the positives of this movie, the, one of the issues I had is that it honestly could have been a little longer. We could have, we could, they could have added some scenes or extended some scenes here and there just so we could live with the newer characters a little bit more or give some more screen time to the legacy characters because they could have added something else with Kyle Gallner into believing that, you know, like he has something to do with it possibly. Yeah, you don't really spend a whole lot of time with most of the characters other than the, the sisters and maybe David Arquette and, yeah, they could have <clears throat> they could have added like 15 20 minutes of just getting to know these people. So it it, yeah. it did it did feel a bit rushed overall. Did you I want to know do you feel like they uh like the legacy characters got enough time on on the screen? Were you happy with how they used them? David Arquette, yes. The other two, not really. It, they almost seemed like an afterthought. Nev Campbell and understandable Courtney Cox. Right. Who, who I didn't, I didn't hate. I did not hate Courtney Cox in this movie. I was like, she's not bad. You know, she's doing her Gail Weathers thing. <laughs> it's, it is what she does. It's what Good she does, person. baby. She is the epitome of Gail Weathers. No, her, her and Dewey had the best stuff in this movie for sure. I think once, once you see David Arquette on the screen in this movie, 
you're like, oh, this is I don't know I I don't know if it was like intuition. I'm like, this is his fucking movie. Like, you see like what he's been through just from the way he looks. Yeah, like, like, um, he looks like beat down. He's my MVP of the movie. I really enjoyed David Arquette in this movie. Dude, David Arquette is a good actor. Yeah. Ready to Rumble, classic. <laughs> did you know that he is a certified Bob Ross instructor? I did read that today, actually. And he would he would teach the cast uh, how to paint like Bob Ross in between, you know, just hanging out on set and stuff. Now, I want to paint. I want to paint with David Arquette. Dude, right? I feel like he he does a lot of conventions. There has to be some day where he gets booked for a convention and they have like a VIP party or whatever, and he just teaches everyone how to fucking paint. That would be wonderful. Sign me up. I'll do and then it. And he fucking suplexes you into a table because somehow yes. he's a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, David Arquette, uh, he gets my MVP award of the movie. And while we're on David Arquette, let's go ahead and talk about his, his death. Oh, man. One of the best deaths in the Scream franchise. I'm sorry. It was, uh, well, after the killer reveal and I had to put two and two together, I was like, okay. fucking really? Okay, let's pause that for now. But yeah, it was a good death scene. Um, you know, the showdown in the most vacant hospital in the world. Uh, that was, <laughs> what is this, Halloween too? I literally, dude. It, it must be a horror movie thing because they go to these. I don't know if they're, if it's a bad neighborhood and there's not a lot of if it's like short staffed or they're filming during <laughs> the pandemic in real time, so they're also short staffed. But there's no hospital workers in any of these hospitals. Yeah, like on the no. whole floor, really, no doctors, surgeons, anybody. What? No other patients. She was the only patient <laughs> for real. It was what like a fuck? private wing of the hospital. There was yeah. one yeah. one cop that got his throat slit and that's it it's like okay come on and it was a cop it wasn't even a front desk woman or man or something yeah and not to go there but they filmed this in wilmington north carolina same place oh, they filmed yeah. halloween kills and uh compared to that hospital where it was like a fucking crowd at a football game in the hallways like <laughs> i mean when you compare the two it's like I mean, hey, it's suspension of disbelief. It's a movie, right? Exactly. So. Kind of got to take ourselves out of some of the stupidity, at least. Yeah. But there's some like, not, I wouldn't, not plot holes, obviously, but there's some like shit that you're like, she got this, uh, whatever, uh, Judy Hicks got killed out in broad daylight and no one saw it? Like, at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. It was a rad death scene, but like, no one just like, you know, walking around the neighborhood or the neighbors looking out their window. Like it must've been like a busy work day for everyone to be at work. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Mention of disbelief. That was a good moment though. Uh, total, really total great. surprise moment. I mean, you're, you're only focused on her getting into the house and getting upstairs and you know, it was, so, it, was good, it was a good surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Dewey's Dewey's death scene, that that hit me pretty hard. Uh, the whole, I mean, maybe people saw it coming by the way it was filmed because like he does like the whole, basically sacrifices himself for Tara, Sam, and uh, 
I guess, Jack Quaid to get downstairs in the elevator. And he was like, and I love how they call back to the scene in Scream 3 where he's like, you got to go for the head if they come back. Um, oh, that was the first one. Or they say that in the first one, right? Yeah, I, Randy Randy says that in the first one. Oh, yeah, you're right. They say yeah. it in the first one. I think they say it in all of them, maybe. Yeah, yeah, they say it in all of them. Yeah. But yeah, great callback to that line. And I know you're going to have a lot to say about, uh, no, say about it because of who it was, but the way it happened, uh, yeah. also a good commentary on how we're so distracted by our phones, I think. In that world, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Don't text and fight serial killers, kids. Exactly. Leave it on silent. Yeah. Put it on silent. You don't want murder. any distractions while you're trying to murder a 90-pound teen. Exactly. Thus bringing me to my next gripe. You're fucking telling me. That Amber. There was even the one scene where she goes to stab them and they do like the, the, the test of might, you know. David Arquette would backhand her through that reception desk so fast. <laughs> okay. But also, he has been through a lot of shit. He was stabbed <laughs> nine times. He's He might be weaker. He's older. I don't she's care. Younger. She might have a lot more strength, especially the psychotic strength, you know? No. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. Fucking Billie Eilish is not going to kill Dewey like that. Get the fuck out of here. And she even picks him up like... Stabs him in the front and the back. Doesn't she like lift him off his feet? Or I'm I'm gonna I'm going to see it again uh, this week just for a refresher because I feel like like I've sat with it enough and I need to watch it again just to pick up on the subtle hints. Now that we know the reveal, um, I don't remember her lifting him up. I remember he was on his tiptoes, like that ultimate like melee kill. He was on the tiptoes, I think. And even then, it's like not buying it. Sorry. They probably should have made it Jack Quaid just to make it a little more believable. But the way that 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 shot when Dewey has both knives in his gut and his back and she goes, it's an honor and just releases it and his guts fall all over the floor and she's standing over him. That was a cool shot. That shot. That was the coolest shot of the movie. Yeah, easily, easily. I, I think one of the best. I know you're not a fan of the reveal. Of the killer, but I think one of the best scenes. Yeah, I mean, as as a whole. yeah, as is, yeah, it's definitely one of the best uh, scenes in any of the Scream movies. What did you think about Emma Roberts though in Scream Four? Not, not a fan. Sorry. Okay, thought thought so. <laughs> Cr- cringy as fuck. <laughs> it's all about Sydney, 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 Sydney. Yeah, she. <laughs> they should have casted you instead. <laughs> Jeez. She was believable though. She seems like a stuck up diva type type of character. God, I wish they would release I I like Scream 4. I mean, for what it is, it's a solid sequel. Um, I wish they would release a version of that movie where it just looks like a normal fucking movie. I am so distracted by how shitty it looks, it takes me out of the movie. Yeah, it looks like they uh, filmed that whole movie on a back lot. Yeah. It wasn't even like real filming locations. Did they film I think they filmed it with like a flip phone or something. <laughs> <laughs> they went like Steven Soderbergh on it. He was like a fucking the NV2. Pick up the extra shots. He's a razor. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, good good call because razor is a knife that cuts. Me. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Gotta ask the meme there. 
<laughs> I got to ask you about this. Um, when Jack Quaid is on the computer, you see on the, uh, when he's watching YouTube, you see some side links. There's one where it's like an interview with Kirby. So Kirby in this universe is confirmed to be alive. Kirby from Scream 4. Yeah. So, uh, Hayden so, so there's that. And there's also a link that says, is Stu Mocker still alive? It's like mm. a video about, it's like a conspiracy video if he's still alive. Did you think he was going to show up in this movie? Um, I, if he did, I would have so been on board for that. Oh, like, why not? Here, okay, here's my ideal. All right, we're gonna we're gonna kind of move into our, our gripes with the movie, but okay. we'll get some good discussion out of it. Okay, so I yeah, I think they could have brought back Stu. In my ideal world, the two killers would have been Stu and Jack Quaid as Stu's son. So why not? That would have been fucking cool. I think well, they would have to have a whole a whole backstory about what happened to Stu after he got smashed in the head with uh Okay, with they can do that. You think they cuz he's a convicted he would be a convicted felon. He would be in jail. There would probably be no way that he has sex with a woman and has a child unless he like, you know, has an illegitimate kid like uh yeah, apparently Billy. Billy apparently Billy did it. Yeah. I I I it would be cool. I don't think with this version of the story having Stu come back would have made sense because it was more about like um, going back to like Billy Loomis being that like really um, driving force of the first one. Stu was more the accomplice, but obviously it would be, it would have been cool if we got another, just in the other alternate universe here. If Stu, um, if we see him kind of like still recovering in like a mental facility or something like that, kind of locked up and kind of like escapes or something like that. Or he gets released on some technicality or some shit. Who you can explain that? Come on. If they can bring back CGI fucking Billy Loomis. <laughs> fucking look like a party city mask that he had on those glued to his face. They should have just did old man Billy. They should have just had him in just regular Skeet Ulrich, you know, looking grizzled, you know? Yeah, I mean Skeet's a... Uh, a handsome older dude just bring back bring back skeet like why do you gotta explain it like we already know it's billy you don't need to make him fucking uh like you know looking like a high school student like a okay it was the whole thing was totally unnecessary i just thought that was dumb i'm sorry like i um i it was cool they brought skeet back I, I'm happy that Skeet got the work. He's a good dude. Totally happy for him. Nothing against him, but story-wise, it was fucking stupid. The visions were a little corny. It was very corny. Uh, like seeing him in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, or, towards it, or towards the end of the movie where he looks at Sam and he's like, come on, you can do it. It's uh, yeah, like the weird mentor, like dad figure. Yeah. But also, I like how it kind of sets up her being like a potential threat if they're going to continue the trilogy. Uh, weird that they would try to humanize Billy Loomis a little bit. Yeah, they almost made you made you like 
try to sympathize for Billy or like, yeah, Billy's a good guy. You, you know? could sympathize with Billy a little bit, even the first one when you find out the motive, the lens he goes just because, you know, his, you know, his mom, uh, Sydney's mom and his dad had an affair a little much. Yeah, a little bunch. Didn't have to go that little, far, but you could understand much. why he would be so hurt. <laughs> I mean, I would be bummed out for a day or two, but I wouldn't, you know, plan a, a series of murders. No, not at all, because you know your future is kind of fucked after that, as we saw with a bullet in his head and blood flying everywhere. But when you have that, you know, I guess the, you know that some people just have that, you know, uh, chemical imbalance that makes them snap or turn into a serial killer. Uh, I don't think. I don't think Stu was ultimately like that. I don't think he was uh, – I think he gets a bad rap because Billy seems like he was more of the mastermind and Stu was kind of just following along. Well, obviously something wrong with him, but not – I feel like he could be uh, kind of like uh, the Lenny figure, I guess. Kind of like that like dumb, dim-witted person mm-hmm. that will you know, just do anything to get a friend from, of Mice and Men. You didn't know who Lenny was. <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't catch that, but right. good point. Good, but good point. And uh, I thought that um, Jack Quaid put out some very stew-like vibes. Yes. So I, I, I thought that's what it was going to be. It was, they were going to like if you're going to have the the finale of the movie take place at Stu Mocker's house, it's got to. Like, what the fuck? Like, bring Stu back. Come on. That's what I think. And I think um, that's the whole thing with the, uh, again, the the sometimes taking fandom too far because there were all these theories that Stu is going to be back. Stu is the killer. Look at how he's arching his back in that one picture. It looks like him in the Scooby-Doo movie when he's playing Shaggy. Oh, in our background here? And it, correct. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually Amber. <laughs> oh yeah oh my god your favorite um <laughs> and then when it doesn't happen i feel like if it doesn't meet someone's uh you know specific visions of how they see the movie then they get disappointed but not your movie if you want to make a movie be in the position to make a movie work work to do it are uh, you telling me <laughs> doug are you fucking telling me you'd rather have drum roll <gasps> Ember, that's <laughs> a killer. Like when when it was revealed that Amber was a killer, I I I said <laughs> in the theater we had completely different reactions because I was like, oh shit. Was anybody like, yeah, Amber, fuck yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, this character that I barely known for an hour. Yeah, she had four minutes of screen time. Cool. I mean, I it's cool how they set up because if they're gonna do more movies, oh, you know they are. I they I then they totally should. Uh, These characters are not annoying. They could carry them. They could carry the franchise, and it's cool how I think it was nice that uh, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox got such little scream scream time screen time. Hey now, (laughs) that was just an unintentional brain typo there, but it works. because they ushered in the new characters perfectly because they you kind of get used to seeing them and they had the way they were written they had all the right personality traits of what you've come to love from a screen movie personality 
they can carry a movie and just seeing the legacy characters at the end just like put the nail in it. You're like, okay, we don't completely need these characters to fall in love with the screen movie because I, I love this movie. I absolutely mm-hmm. love I love the new characters. I love this movie. It's my second favorite. I want to know your screen ranking too. I'm going to need another rewatch. I would have already, I wanted to rewatch it before this podcast, but the more I think about it, the more I do like it. Like when I left the theater, I'm so glad I didn't have to come home and jump on here because I'd be like, I don't fucking know. I, anytime I see a big movie like this and there's so much information, I'm like, I need two, three days, process it, let it digest. That's how you felt about Halloween kills. Cause I remember we texted after and you were like, I don't know how I feel about it. I kind of still don't. I go back and forth in my head. I need to give a rewatch to that one too. You might be getting in my head a little bit. I'll, you know no. what? Fucking, let's do a watch along of that. I'll okay. watch it. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll review the extended cut that just came out, hey, which I hear, worked. which I hear is better. I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, I'm not too jaded where I'm not willing to give it another chance. I don't know. You seem pretty jaded. You shit on it every <laughs> chance you get. Because I'm an asshole. <laughs> hey, it's what we do with Strong Island, baby. Five one six six three one represent Long Island iced teas and fucking bagels. <laughs> Is that the thing? Bagels. Uh, I had a bagel this morning. I had to pick poppy seeds out of my teeth before this. Uh, <laughs> nice. You miss it um, if you haven't had a New York bagel. I'll have to try one sometime. Um. Okay, another another gripe I had. Some of the dialogue was pretty fucking cringy. I thought it was overly meta. There was too much commentary. There were a lot of scenes where it just wasn't believable that these characters were saying this thing. It's kind of like I said in our trailer review. <clears throat> if it's not coming from Randy, it kind of loses. I'm like, I don't believe you. I believe Randy because he's that guy. But 17-year-old kid talking about in detail the state of the horror genre, I'm like, you don't fucking know that. <laughs> you know? I totally, I totally get what you're saying because there's no like, like you get a little bit of a peek into Randy's life. He works in a <laughs> video store. They kind of set him up as the nerdy type. Mm-hmm. Randy is their uncle. So she kind of has that nerdiness in her. I you believed know. her, but the scene where they're all sitting around with Dewey in the living room and fucking Chad and Wes and everybody's talking just nonchalant about horror and stuff. I'm like, you don't fucking like get out of here. You, but you know, not, not buying it. Sorry. I think they do because if they're, if, if they know the history of the stab movies and what happened in Woodsboro, they have to be a little intrigued by it to do like their research. And she seemed like the person okay. when they're talking about toxic fandom. She was the legitimate embodiment of film Twitter talking about like the Mary Sue's and, um, and just people going hard on reboots and requels and remakes and everything. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of people like us who like love researching film and, and talking about it yeah. again, I don't know. Like, may, you didn't particularly buy it from them, but I don't know. I I did like it. I all of that. You know, it was one character has to be that 
at least they picked the uh, the right actress to do it because she 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 really put her I don't know I believed it she she put her full range of emotion in that yeah that's a good point about they're from Woodsboro so they would have more knowledge on that particular film okay I buy that but like Jen Ortega at the beginning she's talking about elevated horror and this. Okay, and when she shoots Amber in the head, this is this line made me roll my fucking eyes. She's oh. like, "I still like Baba Duke." You wouldn't say that in that moment. No, no, you wouldn't. You probably. I, I, I wanted to stand up and say, "We get it. It's a screen movie, okay? You just be a fucking movie, okay? Stop. Be it's it. It got to be a little heavy handed, you know. A, a lot of the meta." Com conversation and it's like I get it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just carry on with the movie, do, do be a be a fucking movie. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Like we we already know as Scream fans, it's meta. You don't have to spoon feed it to us. Yeah. I, I I'm with you on that. The Baba Duke line was a little. You don't need to have a, a fucking like a, stupid a, a, a yeah. comedic line right there. Kind of undercuts the gravity of the seriousness of the situation. Like. With Sydney mm -hmm. in uh, Scream 4, when she's like, don't fuck with the original. That Scream mm -hmm. 4? Uh, I don't know. I have, to, I have to get back to you on that. But that line, it's a great line. Sure. One, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give her that one. Yeah. I, I hate when, and, and Marvel, Marvel does this a lot of times, and I don't like it. When there's something serious going on, like, so, like, you know, there's high stakes. And someone throws like a joke out. I'm like, really? Like, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. fucking say that. You wouldn't say that there. Like, come on. But again, I'm being a toxic fan right now because I'm like, fuck that. So, oh my god, you're gonna go out and murder, uh, fucking, I don't know, who's the new Spider-Man this week? Who's playing him? <laughs> Garth Brooks. Oh yeah, you're gonna murder Garth. <laughs> yeah. Well. It is a scream movie, and man, I really need to give this a rewatch. Because what's your what's your rating of it right now? What, a, actually, give, as, as it stands right now, what's your a, what's your ranking of your favorite scream movie? Without oh man, uh, uh, the original, of course. Uh, either this one or four, then two and three for me. But uh, wow, I thought you would put four the way you talk about four, it sounds like you absolutely hate it. I mean, minus it looking like hot shit, it's not a bad movie. No, not at all. Uh, the story and they I like four because they took it a lot more they kind of strayed away from the more comedy angle of it and made it more of like a yeah, it was a little more. Yeah, it was a little more serious in tone. I feel like, and there were, there were only. There's another thing we said in their review. I was like, of course they're going to be meta and commentate on the horror genre, but only have it to one, maybe two characters. Like that's their thing. Not everybody in the fucking movie. That was my problem with it. I think so, so just two every character was kind of like in on the joke yes it's like mm -hmm, get it yeah. heard we're, we're gonna rewatch it again this week and we're gonna talk about it probably even more in depth but 
yeah. with those points in mind, I'm definitely gonna definitely gonna watch it with that in the back of my head. Because uh, you know, sometimes when you see a movie offhand, you're just so pumped to see like you know Ghostface back on the screen, and you kind of have. And when you go rewatch it, you kind of have that you know excitement kind of fade because you saw it already for the first time, and now you're like really uh, breaking it down in your mind when you watch it the second time. So I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing it again. Yeah, I might like it more the second time. I feel like I will, but and oh, look, overall, I was very much entertained. I was engaged the entire time. It was a fun watch. I mean, could have been a little longer. It was only an hour and fifty four minutes. They could have they could have stretched it out to even two fifteen. Yeah, just to, add, to extend a couple more moments, you know, to really. Uh, like you said, you did say it was a little rushed, and I do agree in some aspects of it. They could have, they could have added just a little more. Well, when you have uh, forty-five characters, you need a little bit longer of a runtime. Try try watching Avengers. No thanks, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm is a there, chief. I don't care. Is there a new one of those coming out? Like 38, there's fucking 38 Marvel movies coming out. Of course that's, there is. That's true. I'm sure there's going to be like grown men doing trailer reactions and crying. I want to be jerking off in the movie. I saw one for the new Spider-Man, a trailer reaction, and this dude was like crying. It's like, dude, get it together. There's like, there's going to be a new one next month. Like... <laughs> Like the movie hasn't even come out yet. Come on. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, it's amazing. It's like, okay. <laughs> that's uh oh, that's guaranteed. If that movie didn't live up to his uh <sighs> his standards, he would have been knocking on Kevin Feige's door with an AK forty seven. Um. Okay. So, what would you like to see out of Scream Six? Scream two, Ricks. Scream, scream, scream two. What are they gonna call it? It's gonna get really confusing. They should have just called the shit Scream Five. They should have because if you're gonna call it Scream, it this felt totally like a Scream sequel. It picked up right after four, and if you're gonna just just call it Scream, you got to do something completely different and. Do a fresh new thing. And that's the whole meta-ness of it that they were trying to be like really clever with. But again, it like you said, it just gets confusing because when you say Scream, now you have to say the original Scream or Scream 2022. It just sounds lame. It's just like there's no differentiating between all of them. Yeah, I guess it... Uh, Scream 5 just doesn't look as appealing as Scream... You know? Well, they did it in 1996, so they got to be more clever than that. They could just yeah. with like five M's or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, what would you like to see in Scream? Whatever they're going to call it. Scream. Yeah. Um, hey, my lights are flickering. I hope my power doesn't go out. So I did cool. see that. Hopefully this video saves. Oh, my God. <laughs> it better. There's 55 minutes of pure gold. Yeah, we're having like a winter storm right now. So there's it's ice. Like, it's like 15 degrees over here. Oh damn! It's pretty pretty icy outside. But well, anyways, uh, what what would you like to see out of the new scream? New scream. I mean, I love. Uh, 
I really love the new characters. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them being fleshed out a little more now that they kind of offed some of the legacy characters, uh, kind of, you know, bring them up to speed, give them a little more, a uh, little more to do. Um, did you like uh, Melissa Barrera as Sam Carpenter? I I liked her. I like. I didn't think. Listen, if 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 Nev Campbell's gonna pass the torch to her, not to her. My <laughs> God, <laughs> what, what was so bad about her? Please describe, dude. She soap opera monologue where uh, she was um, talking. Oh, about that, oh, that was so bad. Oh. Um, she's, she was in in the heights. She's like a new, it's like a great new star. I, th- I think she has. Uh, I think she has a lot of potential. I thought Jenna Ortega acted circles around her. I totally I, bought Jenna Ortega compared to her. She's just. I just thought she was very flat. I didn't buy her. Like she just didn't like have the uh, emotional range as an actor. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm being harsh, but I just didn't buy her at all. She was, I mean, I, I'm, you're not entirely, I don't entirely disagree with you. Jenna Ortega light years. Yeah. Uh, surpassed. Uh, Melissa, what's her last name? Barrera. Barrera. By the, but what, by the way, she got that job through a zoom audition. And she only read with Jenna Ortega over Zoom, and then they hired her. So when she got on set to start filming, that was like the first time they'd met in person. Wow, interesting. And so I feel like, like <clears throat> I feel like there is a I'm not an actor, obviously, but I would assume that you need to have that human interaction to see how they bounce off of this person and that person and how they react to things and I feel like the directors didn't have the balls to be like, "Hey, uh, this isn't gonna work." <laughs> like, they totally, they totally could have though. Uh, maybe they just really believed in her. Hey, and, maybe they were like, "It's uh, gonna get better." I do agree though, yeah, and they're <laughs> checking their fucking clocks. Like, all right, when's it gonna get better? Um, <laughs> no, but I, I think because, and honestly, you know, there's not a lot of you know super top-notch acting in the Scream franchise either. You know, even in the... I mean, I love the original. It's perfect to me. I, 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 it's one of my favorite movies, not even horror movies of all time. Nev Campbell isn't outstanding. Sure. Yeah. isn't outstanding in it. I'm, I'm willing... I want to give her... I hope they give her another shot. So maybe, you know, she could, you know, delve deeper into her character a little more. Maybe... Uh, get a little bit more uh, of an edge to her character, just like Sydney has gotten over the years, you know, be a little bit more smart. But if they go with Jenna Ortega as the new Sydney, that would be, that would be better. I think is she yeah. knocked out of the fucking park. She like, whatever she's doing was great. Yeah. And uh, Mindy, I will, I will say in the last half of the movie, I liked Sam Carpenter. Cool name. Um, a little bit more. I wonder who they named that after. Cool guy. The cool guy club. <laughs> hey, it's John Carpenter's birthday today. Hey, happy birthday, John fucking Carpenter. He Jason, ain't watching. Good old Jesus Christ. <laughs> I feel like John Carpenter just... 
He's just such a grump. John Carpenter <laughs> just, like hates his movies. Yeah, I have a feeling he fucking hates horror movies. Like he hates Halloween. He just seems like a grump. Did you see? I, uh, did you see In Search of Darkness? That like eighty-hour documentary of all the eighties horror movies. I did not actually. I've been meaning to watch it. Really good. They go through a whole lot, but there's a lot of uh, segments of John Carpenter talking about his movies. And the way he talks about his movies, it's like he doesn't even realize they're classic. And he's like, yeah, the fog, it's whatever. Like, I don't really care. Like, it kind of sucks, yeah. but whatever. I'm like, damn, it's kind of a classic, but okay. Yeah. You're the, you're the I, creator of these. If he watched this movie, I bet when he found out that her name was Sam Carpenter, he just rolled his fucking eyes and was like, oh, God. And the only reason why he likes the new Halloween franchise is because he gets a fucking paycheck in the mail. And that's about it. You're probably right. So happy birthday, John. <laughs> hope it's a good one. Can't wait to meet you at a convention. <laughs> Can't wait to pay $800 for you to roll your eyes and scribble <laughs> your name. He's going to write to Doug, get lost, fuck face. Like Halloween Kills was amazing. Signed, John Garber. <laughs> the classic of the century. Oh, man. So but, uh, Yeah, I, Jenna Ortega <laughs> being the new city would be cool. Um, it would be cool to get like a stew angle and for Kirby to come back, kind of like those confirmed characters. Uh, well, not confirmed. Kirby's confirmed. Stew kind of, it would be cool to see them theorize about that, kind of get like a whole backstory on Stew because Matthew Miller does not get enough work. Like, yeah. just give him something to do. I feel like they're going to bring him back. Now, of course, everybody said that about this one, but why would they drop the little Easter egg in there. And I don't think they literally mentioned his name in this movie other than you're at Stu Mocker's house, but there was all this talk about Billy, this and Billy that, and I'm Billy's daughter. And I found the diary <laughs> and all that shit. It's like, what about Stu? No, she was too busy being on days of our lives. That's that, what it that felt movie. like as the world turns. Sometimes, uh, I don't know how you feel about monologues, like those really elongated monologues. It's obviously like a, I wouldn't mm. say borderline self-indulgent type of thing because sometimes movies and shows call for it, but it just doesn't, like Midnight Mass. I don't know if you've seen Midnight Mass. It's a great yeah. show. My Mike Flanagan, who did a Haunting of Hill House. It's all monologues. And I'm watching it mm. and I'm like, this is not how people communicate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> One yeah. form like, like a monologue like that but it was great writing but like i totally get where you know that scene which you talk about diaries it could have been a little more of a back and forth or maybe she could have sold like well in your mind she could have sold it a little better i crouched into my seat i was like the cringe was overpowering me and i was like i'm melting oh fuck <laughs> it was so bad dude turning into a puddle of shit right now yeah but i will say when she uh stabbed richie to death <clears throat> that was cool and i did start the i liked her a little more in the second half of the movie a little bit but okay yeah. that's that's something you're willing to give it another chance uh, i don't want to see her as the new sydney main actress i no. But it seems like they're going in that direction just because she's Billy Lewis's illegitimate daughter. Yeah, I know. And people are all like, oh, it's gonna they're setting her up to be the new killer. And 
I'm like, we're going to see ghost Billy Loomis versus Stu Mocker. Yeah. They're going to have a CGI ghost (laughs) battle. It's going to be like the venom of scream movies. Yeah. There you go. It's like CGI fucking rubber fighting each other. Like Tatum and everybody. And Randy's going to show up. It's just going to be a Royal rumble of everybody. That's got killed. (laughs) You know what? I'm with it. Let's just go fucking wacky. Jason, let's do it. Let's do a paranormal Royal Rumble. They're going to have a wrestling ring in the center of Woodsboro High Gymnasium. <laughs> Boy, by God, it's Tatum. They're going to get They're gonna get Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler to commentate. It's Tatum. It's Tatum. Watch out. She's got a mean, she's got a mean right hook. <laughs> it's going to be a screamer knocker. <laughs> Oh man, you you hearing this? Uh, uh, what are their fucking names? The guys that wrote the movie, Radio Silence. I just yeah, <laughs> yeah, Radio Silence. Guys that did Ready or Not. <clears throat> yeah, that's what they're known as. One of the writers, though, he did uh, he did write Zodiac, which <clears throat> is one of my favorite movies. Wait, I thought David Fincher wrote that. He was one of the David Fincher directed it. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Same. So good. Such really? Good. Do you want, like, I subscribe to the Zodiac subreddit. I know weird minor details of that whole case. Like, I get obsessed with it, and I'll go down rabbit holes sometimes. Uh, it's it's my favorite serial killer. If I yeah. Yeah. I went well, to the uh, New Orleans. Favorite. Movie. It's... <laughs> Most interesting? Let's go with that. Yeah, yeah. Because, boy, if there's one thing I fucking hate about the horror world, it's the serial killer worship. Go <laughs> fuck yourself. My God. Ted Bundy's so hot. You need help. How about also, that? He looks like a 50-year-old man when he was 25. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. The way he like murdered and raped women was so fucking cool. Let me so, buy so a goddamn funny. shirt with him. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, don't, I have a Zodiac shirt. That's, well, I don't know. The Zodiac, there's something different about the Zodiac case. I'm not saying like, you know, celebrate the guy, but the case is very intriguing. So point being, if you want, ever want to do a deep dive Zodiac episode where we we figure out who the Zodiac is, I'm down. Oh, I'm ready. I'm so ready for that. Yeah. So Scream 6. Well, what do you want to see? Uh, Stu, Stu Mocker. Got to bring back Stu. Just give the people what they want. Just you as know? the toxic fandom Bible says, do what the fans want. The fans yeah, there, there you go. First scene. <laughs> Melissa Barrera picks up the phone. Oh, I like the where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? Fuck the ghost face mask. Just have Stu just come out of the kitchen. Yeah, there you go. So let's see yeah, I don't know, but uh, I definitely think they are going to do a sequel because this one is crushing it right now at the box office. Dethrone your beloved Spider-Man. Yeah. And, hey, I'm, I'm happy for that. Bring it on. Why not? Yeah. The more, I feel like the more, if we're going to keep reviving these classic horror icons, you know, Halloween... I believe they, the studio just got the rights back to Friday the 13th, like the original creators. Man, um, that's a, a series that 
I really want a new Friday to the 13th. Like that's the only franchise that's just, well, that and Nightmare on Elm Street. Everybody else has, you know, Leatherface is coming back. It's like the prequel, the prequel, the prequel. It's like Leatherface when he's a toddler in nursery school. Hey, 12th time's the charm, right? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like like Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake was dead in the water. The 2009 remake of Friday the 13th was god-awful, in my opinion. Uh, We need some new blood injected in there, pun intended. You know what? Friday the 13th remake, it's not as bad as people think. If that movie came out today, people would, there would be like way more love for it, I think. That came out in 2009 when everything was being remade. So everybody was like, oh, another fucking remake. Here we go. So a lot of people kind of dismissed it. Like, I'm not saying it's an amazing movie, but it gives you what you want. You know? Does it though? Jason was badass killing people in creative ways. But it kind of just ties everything. It's like, oh, let's take pieces from each Friday the 13th movie that already exists and shove it all into one and make these characters highly annoying and super unlikable. Have you seen literally any Friday the 13th movie ever? There's cool (laughs) characters in there. I mean, yeah, but there's not like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis isn't up in there. Like I didn't say the actor, I said the characters. Giving the performance of a lifetime. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis in my left shoe and Friday the 13th, Jason takes an hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully we get new Friday the 13th. What Please? what movie, what like old horror movie that you would, what would you want to see remade? doesn't even have to be like a franchise, just a movie that you've seen, you love, but could probably use. Uh, a little more modern technology and uh, you know a better story. Mm. There's plenty out there. I that don't, we don't choose from. This movie is perfect as is, but Night of the Creeps could be kind of fun. I just I just point. love that movie. It would never live up to the original. No, and people would lose their shit. But I'd be like, okay, well, they, if they do a good job, cool. It, I'm it on is board. a cool concept, you know. And yeah, uh, you're you're never going to live up to Tom Atkins, like that, like hard nosed cop type of character. He's just so great in that movie, but it could, I could see it. You know what? I would take a remake over one of those movies like night of the creeps rather than an other Halloween or an other scream or an other Friday 13th. We've seen it so many times. Hmm. Like let's do, and like, let's bring like those older movies into modern times because it will force people to go back to the original and see how great that was and give those some love. Yeah. Hey, we got a Halloween ends baby October of this year. Yeah. I keep forgetting that it's coming out. So yeah, I wish I can be neuralized like men in black and just forget the whole entire God, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to see it anyway. I'm going to buy a ticket opening night. I was really, you know, you have to see it, but it, to properly talk shit on something, you got to see it, and I want to properly talk shit, so I'm going to gladly see it. We t- we should totally do a rewatch of Halloween Kills. Okay. Totally down for it. Maybe I could have my mind changed. I don't know. Yeah. I would love to see a cut of that movie where they don't talk about Evil Dies Tonight. Yeah, that'd be great. I don't know how they're going mean- to... Or, or not mention every five minutes that 40 years ago this thing happened. 
and then shoehorn another scene in that wasn't in the original and try to make you care for characters that they just made up. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ima- uh, it's okay. Imagine in this new scream though, if they were like twenty-five years, Dewey, uh, blah blah blah, twenty-five years, and that's what makes the scream franchise better than the newer Halloween franchise. To me, mm, I disagree, but okay. okay everybody's got right. their everybody's got their opinions. I I respectfully say you're fucking wrong. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, did you like the way uh, Amber burst into flames comically at the end of the movie? Tell me you didn't laugh at that shit. I was like, now I know she got hit with a bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, okay, that's pretty fucking dumb, but I'll forgive yeah. it because the rest of the I, movie was great. <laughs> I thought the Benny Hill theme music was about to start playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, someone who gets engulfed in flames ain't coming back like that. Like, is she like what is she made of? Is she Jason X? Like, what's yeah, what's this? What's this child's play too? <laughs> Maybe they were doing a homage to all the other horror movies. That's another good remake, by the way. Child's play. Uh, that is a. Uh, we talking? Uh, about? Yeah, the new child's play. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Oh man, was it for me? But glad you enjoyed it. I just thought it was whatever. I mean, I mean, I'm not obsessed with it, but I did. I did like the new. I they did take take swings. They made mm. they made it different. Again, I don't know why you would. Well, do that. for legality issues, I think <laughs> there was something to do with. I don't know the whole story of it, but I mean, I, I don't understand why you would just want to do a new take on an already made. That's why they. That's why they couldn't call him Chucky. That's why his name was Buddy, because Don Mancini had the rights to Chucky. Yeah, yeah. all yeah, right. There, there was a lot of fuckery going on, and Don Mancini kind, kind of got screwed over. And Don, oh. Don Mancini is the Child's Play franchise, so right away, yeah. I was like, ah, fuck you. But you said you, you know, didn't really like the show either, right? You said you watched like two episodes and you weren't really into it? Uh, I guess I should finish it. I thought it was okay <laughs> for the first few that I saw, but... Yeah, I yeah. I had no. I know we talked about it a little bit, and you said you were going to watch it on YouTube. I I had have no interest in. I've seen it already. It well, I mean great. that's that's the real child's play. That's Don Mancini and Brad Dorf. I mean that's the team that I'm rooting for. Not yes, yeah, so, uh, and it's good I they got work. It's good they brought Jennifer Tilly back, and they have Fiona Dorf. It's like the whole family back. But like, why? Like, what's the point? Like, is it a continuation? Is it a remake? What's the the point of anything, Doug? What are we doing on this earth? What are we doing right now? Did you take some fucking mushrooms before this? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. No, I didn't. Uh, This is mushroom tea. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah, this uh, psychosilocybin. Be a good day to to do something, though. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um. So that's uh scream. Any other, any other moments you want to talk about? I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm snowed in my house today, so I'm not going anywhere. I got plenty of time, baby. You got, you got to do that rewatch, maybe torrent uh, the new scream so you don't have to pay for it in theater. Hmm. No, I'd like to go see it in theater. But. I agree. Support the box office. Um, yeah. Any more thoughts? 
trying to go through the movie in my head, like scene by scene in like rapid fire. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. I just, I just love this movie. The feeling that it gave me, like I was never really, um, the past couple of times I've seen a horror movie in theaters, it never really got me like that. It wasn't a, it wasn't a scary movie, but um, I really enjoyed it and I can't wait to see what they do next. And I was on, I was really on the edge of my seat for this one. Yeah. Well, other than um, Wes and Judy Hicks, other than their scene, I thought that was the closest thing to a proper suspenseful horror scene. Cause they did some cool stuff there. The little camera trickery and faking you out. I thought all that was really well done. I, that's my favorite sequence of the movie. I think it could have used more of that less talking and more fucking just good suspenseful sequences. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> make up. <laughs> quit turning to the camera and be like, well, audience member, you know, this is pretty meta. We're commentating on the current state of the horror genre. Did you know? Wink, wink. Like, yep. Got it. <laughs> this is a big fucking Looney Tunes, red circle, uh, Mary Melodies. That's all folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But also I, I think to your point, if they added more killing and more stuff like that, I think they had a good balance of the kills with the dialogue. Uh, but if it was just like no dialogue, I feel like, I feel like you would have the opposite. You would have been like, I wish they would have talked more. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of what I wanted. That was when we were talking about what do we want out of this movie? I wanted less meta commentary and more seriousness from the trailer. They made it seem like it was going to be more of a serious horror movie. More like the tone of Scream 4. I, you're right. Yeah. They should have delved more. They should have made it more serious. They could have added the same meta stuff, just make the tone more serious rather than yeah. comedic, which is what a lot yeah. of horror movies are doing nowadays. Like, there's no, like, give us straight up horror. Horror. Yeah. 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 It doesn't always need to be a laugh every five seconds. Yeah. A laptop's going to die in two seconds. Oh, hey, that's cool. Perfect timing. I'm on, I'm on 9%. I'm like, oh. I, just, I saw the pop-up. It was like, your Mac is going to commit suicide soon. Hey, it's all good. I think we uh, I think we covered it all. But yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming back on. It's always a pleasure to have you. Always thanks, for, thanks for coming on Hot Ones, the show with hot questions and even hotter wings. Yes! <clears throat> Doug yes. thinks I look like Sean Evans, and I don't. But you got that should be the side-by-side... Picture that we post for the screen review, just put like both face you and Sean Evans. You look exactly like Sean Evans. Take off your fucking beanie. So, Doug, we're gonna do a deep dive on your Instagram and call it explain that gram. You kind of sound like him too. I mean, not really. <laughs> that's amazing. Dude, that's what I was waiting for. I didn't want to mention it, but ah, uh, yeah. It, it was worth the wait. I'll I'll intro you in next time, like the hot one style intro. This camera, this camera, this camera. This camera. Tell them what you got going on. (laughs) Doug, how how are you with shitty horror movies? (laughs) Oh, you know, you know, I've been around (laughs) the block here and there. I'd like to think my palate is pretty solid for that. Yeah. Oh, Oh. man. All right. Well, Doug, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, love you, Sean. Yeah. Right back, right back at you. All right, man. I will uh, see you next time. Bye, everybody.